This episode of the podcast is presented to you by Eat Local Pizza 767-0000. Call now. Yes. Quadruple zero. 767-0000. Eat Local Pizza. Pick now anything you like. We are announcing that we are going to have a pizza camera feed now on the live stream yes we do that on youtube wow every time you need to check on it you let us know we show you some eat local pizza what's in the oven tonight seven six seven zero 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 call now or online at www.eatlocalpizzapos.com this episode of the podcast is brought to you by HarpyHotSauce.com. Yes, it is. That's their homepage. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Perrier's Louisiana style. They partnered, obviously, with Louisiana's legend of UFC fan favorite, Dustin Perrier, to bring you the Perrier Louisiana style hot sauce. Ooh, can't get enough? Now available in three packs at a discounted price. Yes, heartbeathotsauce.com. Or find them when you go shopping for a book at Chapters. Or when you go to Superstore because the beer store is too full. Whatever you do, Heartbeat Hot Sauce is there where you are. Find them at your favorite retailer in town. Yes, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. This is a Michaelated Unplugged episode 144 tonight. Very special guest, please. Folks, give it up to Dominique Chenard. Yes! <laughs> and we are live. Yes, we are. How are you, Dominique? I'm good. You? Oh, I'm a little bit sweaty. I'm excited. I'm I'm a little bit touch of nervous. You know, mm. I lo- I watched that pizza cam and I got hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. It's it's a good day. Today was hot. Summer is back. I felt mm. like fall the last two three days. I felt depressed in a way a little bit. It goes always so quick. Yeah, it's been a hot summer. Mm, it has been. Yeah. Do you, do you, are you a summer person? I'd say yes. And I, I feel I will be more and more as time goes on because I plan to have summers off eventually. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's like the teachers have it, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I've grown up with. So oh. I'd like to replicate it. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with summers off too because we were students. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I had six weeks off in Germany. That's what you get summertime. Yeah. And here we have like two months. What do you prefer? I could probably do six weeks. Or really, I would prefer to take like three weeks off a few times. You Uh, know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'd do with two months off. Mm -hmm. Unless I physically went somewhere, you know? But honestly, I haven't taken more than like a week or two off in ever since I was a student. What? Yeah, since I was probably 14. Like, I was just always the kind that I I liked having a job. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a workaholic, but I just... I liked work and that was like a natural thing for me is, well, summer, I'm going to work. And I always did. Yeah. And yeah, I don't take joy in saying, you know, I wasn't working three full-time jobs at the same time like some people have, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like vacation. You have to be in the mood in for it too, right? Yeah. And sometimes you have a job where, you know, you, it's hard to disconnect and it's hard to, to be not there because so much relies on you too. I think we're all at, you know, different phases in our lives where some phases of your life makes more sense to take time off. Like I'm at the start of my career. I'm growing my business. Mm. I don't really want a month off right now. I'd be probably a little antsy, you know, <laughs> but I'm happy to take a month off in a couple of years. Right. And Yeah. What do you think about early retirement? I'm just throwing this out there because, you know, people, this is like, seems like the, the ultimate goal, right? Good and topic. You, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you are into the finance. Yeah, I know a lot of people that retired at 30, 35. It's crazy. I'd but be, they retired, retired into now. a business, uh, right? Like, And the ones that have actually retired, they realize that they have nothing to do now. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird place to be. Like, not that they're unhappy, not necessarily, right? But yeah. It's like this, this invisible goal we're chasing, retirement. Yeah. And it's like, be done with working. But it's like, what do you do then? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would just love 
building a job or a role where you can choose to work seasonally or you can work maybe 30 hours a week or yeah. 25. Or, Reduce it, take Fridays always off, just work Monday yeah. to Thursday. I feel like that's a good fit for most people's lifestyle without necessarily saying, I'm going to work 100 hours a week, so I have to work zero after. Like that doesn't really yeah. jive with me. There's, there needs to be a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I find that too with the podcast too. Like I, I, uh, I was due to release a streets episode last Friday mm -hmm. and I started way late Thursday night and I was just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push, you know, I just, I just left it and said, I'm going to do it later Yeah, because I can't, I could, but you know, it was just like make time for something else. Yeah. This summer, I said I'd make a lot of time for hiking, and then it was 35 degrees every day. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, so you went swimming instead. Yeah, exactly. Did you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've been to Cascades, Trowbridge, Silver Falls. You know, I haven't been nice. to a lot of, like, the niche places that yeah. people don't tell you about. You know, I haven't mm. discovered a lot of those yet, but... Yeah. Waterfall hunting. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Around the region. It's I like really to do fun. that more. Yeah. I have like zero on my list. I think the camera four is acting up this time. Yeah, I noticed that. Mm. You want me to unplug it? It's cool. Just put the pizza cam on. Okay. <laughs> pizza cam. Yeah, this summer I plan on doing a lot of hiking and whatnot. And then uh, mid-July. Yeah. Are, are we good for sound? Or? Yeah, we good yeah. sound. Everything's good. It's just the camera. And then mid-July, we spontaneously found a place to move my business. Like I Ooh. found a spot. It was perfect. It was fully furnished, which was definitely what I was looking for. Mm. And it was available August 1st. And so wow. I kind of took a bit of a spin that way to mm. getting ready for moving and coordinating that, setting that up, which took up a few weekends. Yeah. So, you know, I think coming back to think about it, that's what happened is I had a bit less free time than I planned. but. Mm -hmm. For sure worth it. Like, it was exciting, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, it still is exciting. Like Moving? We, we've moved now, but there's still a few things to consider, you know, like getting your sign up on the door and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Getting plants, getting a pet. Yeah. We, we want a little fish, an office fish. Yes. Yeah. You, get, you need those. Like those, a beta fish. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those, those are the colorful ones, right? Yeah. The ones that like being by themselves, you know. You can't yeah. put two in the jar. No, they then. fight them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. But plants are good. You have a green thumb? No. Okay. No, I, I delegated that to Shauna. She's <laughs> she's the plant girl. She's you know, she got in the place, she's like, I feel like we need plants. And mm. I was like, Good idea. Yes. <laughs> but that's not something I naturally think of, you know? So I'm like, you know, I agree, mm -hmm. but I I wouldn't even know where to begin. So Where did where when did you decide you need to move? Or how did that all happen for you? Well, so my friend was buying the building, my good friend Anton. Okay. And he was buying this oh, building. Anton? You know Anton. Yeah, yeah Anton. He, with the, the Greek last name? Oh, yeah. That's his? Anton's that's, the best. Yeah. yeah. He's great. I met him when I worked at Bites. He's great. He's a great friend of mine. So anyway, he was buying this building, and he like calls me you know, all happy, panicky, saying, this is perfect for both our businesses, here's why, and all the things. And it really was, because mm. it's a building that's got two commercial spaces and one apartment, Ooh. and it was just perfect. Wow. And I didn't want like a really big space, uh -huh. like it just doesn't really make sense, there's only two of us. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so then he was buying this building, and at the same time that he was buying it, we'd be moving in. So there's yeah, a lot of Secure, pieces. everything was perfect, we worked yeah. together. So I have the best landlord ever, basically. Yeah, he is cool. Yeah. He's a cool kind of guy. I, I had many discussions with him over like late shifts at bites because he was there uh at uh what's the building called the pavilion building what the building at the waterfront okay that's super high efficient and bites is in there that has a that it has a name i have no idea I what forget. the name is hmm. all i know is i call it the maraca building because the maracas out front i'm pretty sure they're not even maracas oh those big hmm. silver things yeah the ones that have like the heft mm. and the teardrop <laughs> yeah interesting okay Cool. Maracas. <laughs> you want to fact check that? <laughs> I don't even know how to fact check that. That's all right. I've always wondered what that is too, but it's an art piece, right? Do you, we know who made this? I don't. I'm sure Bianca does. Is it local? I really don't know. Well, let me text Shelby. She might know. Mm. She might. 
Yeah, would you want to have a... You know what I was thinking? Because uh, Cumberland is open now again, and you can actually drive through there. Yeah, yeah. There was no announcement on media that it was open, unless I missed it, maybe. Very subtle ones. Okay. Like, were, just okay. one day I drove up, and I was like, oh, this is happening. Uh, so I missed very it. Very quick. Because yeah. they told me, like, it's two more weeks, and then... Because I, I... There was a lot of roads that I need to go through, and they were on construction. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I love construction because things get done. Yes. And you know what I was thinking? We could put the Thunder Bay sign right in front of the, uh, over the, on top of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody likes a sign in town, supposedly. Do you like, would you like a sign in Thunder Bay? A sign of like my business, you mean? Or or the Thunder Bay sign? Yeah. Well, either or. <laughs> yeah. If you sponsor the Thunder Bay sign, you might put, you can put. I'm just all thinking about my sign because I was dealing with that all week. But yeah, Thunder Bay sign, uh, I could take it or leave it. Uh, I don't have any strong opinion towards that. Okay. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be a good idea. And I feel like. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe it's just like following along because a lot of other towns have it. And that's my, why it feels so weird. But I, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, we have those signs that are just outside of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say 109,000 people? No, the the Thunder Bay, and then it's like... It's coming in from like meeting so, area, right? It's every entrance, mm. I think. Oh, wow. But they, are they like big letters and colorful? No. Okay. No. Yeah. And you also don't like bump into it while grabbing Prime Gelato downtown. No. You know? You have uh, to really go get it. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, favorite prime gelato flavor. Well, blueberry cheesecake is to die for. But I really Ooh. liked roasted strawberry. It roasted. was like about a month ago. It was just wow. a one-time feature. That sounds good. Roasted strawberry. Wow. So they roast the strawberries in fire? I don't know. It was just a one-time feature. They didn't have a description for it. Just roasted strawberry. Oh, maybe You like know, they handwrite it, and then yeah. you used to go that one. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. I don't know. Yeah. Then somebody came up with that and they said, let's put it on. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. You know, just like Lucas came up with the pizza can. I'm giving him all the credit for that. I, I don't even know how that came up. Mm. Wasn't me. <laughs> so you, you moved. And there was a golden opportunity. Anton and you work together. And so you just said, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it was like, it was obviously it was a, a good move, right? Yeah. You have more space, or like, was it? Well, I was. Were you thinking about moving before? I was using a space. I was sharing a space with other advisors, essentially. Yeah. Through like, I used to be affiliated with Freedom Fifty Five Financial, mm-hmm. and now I'm not anymore. So basically, I was getting kicked out of there just from detaching myself. But then right. they were letting me use the space temporarily because COVID. Yeah, that's nice. And then uh, they were ending the lease in October, so October coming up. So I had mm-hmm. to find a space by October. Otherwise, I'd be just working from home permanently. Yeah, which I decided I'm not doing. Like it's, it's an option, right? Like you can decide: Do I work from home? Everybody knows we've all done it. Mm-hmm. It's doable. Yeah, but I decided I'm not doing that. I like that. Yeah, yeah keep it separate. Yeah, yeah. and then I have my employees working from home. You know, I wanted to grow my team. Like I don't want to have 20 employees or anything, but I'd like to have mm-hmm. three or four of us long term. And I don't know about us all working. Through Zoom, 100% of the time, you know, it'd be nice to work as an actual team and pop yeah. in quick and ask a question. Like, I think there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Is that easy for you to come back into person now? Or do you feel like it's been so long and this is all awkward? No, it's, I'd say it's easy, but in really big settings, it's still a little weird. Yeah. But I generally, like, I think I was more weird about it last summer. So mm-hmm. last summer, you know, we started going to patios and stuff and it was still very fresh that this was a big Yeah changing situation but now after like another year i'm just like let's let's all hang out you know but yeah yeah i, I think i'm i'm way more open to socializing than mm-hmm. other people not socializing irresponsibly but just socializing yeah with the guidelines yeah yeah, yeah. we we too i feel like it's really good yeah and for the kids too like they are so happy yeah to go to a park or you know there's other kids and they can run around and school's, school was pretty much closed since December till September. That's almost the whole year. Yeah. So. I had a party on Friday for my wedding anniversary. Ooh. My one-year wedding anniversary. And so someone told me, like, well, you don't do a party for your one-year anniversary. Don't you just go for dinner with your spouse? And I was like, yeah, but I'm just looking for any reason to gather right now. Like, I'll have a party <laughs> for my dog's six-month birthday. You know Woo! what? I mean? <laughs> like, that's just. Yes. 
finding all the reasons to get together and Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of dinners one-on-one a lot of them yeah you know love them but you know i think he's listening right now but Mm. it's nice to just gather everyone i think so too you know and as, as especially now with time and how we realize everything it's so much more important to make that time mm-hmm. that leads me to what we talked earlier about right you, you we make we have choices and then we m- make them and hopefully for the better where we can just sometimes we just say okay that's it for me yeah. tonight i'm not grinding yeah so you moved in big move yeah, um, I mean, was it my computers and stuff wasn't a big deal. The furniture was all there, Is like all the still... furniture you see in the pictures, like it's it's yeah. all there. It's, it's mostly on Instagram. But, Instagram, okay. okay. Um, it was all there already, mm. but what we had to move was the files, oh. like the paper files, okay. which we're in the process of scanning. So you know? that's still a thing, right? It pa- was a thing. Paper is still big. It was. So I, I took over a business for an advisor that has been working twenty years. And so during that 20-year, only very recent did people start digitizing things. Even though, you know, you type notes, there's other things you print out, right? Yes. Not anymore. Like, I haven't in the past year, mm. right? But there was, the business was, you know, you meet in person, you print out an agenda, you print out papers, and you look at them together, and then you yeah. put them in the file. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't do that anymore, but now I got to do something with this paper. Mm. And there's a lot of paper. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of clients, especially from, you know, the, the advisor I took the business from. I, yeah. I didn't have a thousand clients, but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's still important. Still had a too. lot of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Paper's heavy. It's just like water too. Yeah, we moved the, the paper last Tuesday. It was it was heavy. Mm. <laughs> we had a, a few people helping. Anton. <clears throat> Anton didn't help, no. No? He's no. strong too though. He gave me keys and it was like here you go. <laughs> 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 the um i watched the i would watch the netflix show he's a today. super helpful guy i just want to throw it out there he helped with a lot of things he yes. didn't move any boxes so. yeah, that, that's fine he was probably busy he actually probably his had, dad moved boxes he had to us. go to robin's there was an emergency with coffee probably probably yes, yes. that's yes. fine you gotta take care of coffee coffee is live yes i watched a youtube video today actually netflix um uh, it's a car restoration mm-hmm. program show and they just dropped another season, and they're building a hot tub into uh, a Bel Air 1954 car or whatever. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I feel like, you know, because, ah, water is heavy too. <laughs> so because paper is heavy, water is heavy. They put, mm-hmm. they put all the water in this hot tub in the car, and then the engine died, and it stalled, and then all the water flew into the car where Ooh. the driver said so now they have to fix it before they even can go any further i just thought i'd explain you that that's really good Fair <laughs> enough. i didn't know you can do that that's actually a thing hot top in the car it's very redneck that's mm. for sure okay. like in the back of a Not pickup truck it? no it was like in a it's like in a car yeah i've seen it done in a pickup truck that's why i mentioned it yeah oh yeah you could just put some that would then, be a thunder bay thing for sure mm. yeah that's good for yeah. ice bath that's a little big for an ice bath. Mm. Well, if you want to go diving. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are totally into ice baths, and you said you were swimming a lot. So it's, did you, I was in Lake Superior once this year, mm-hmm. and I actually was really nice. I yeah. felt really good about it. It was at... Near the end of the summer, too, it's still cold, but it's not as dramatic, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, very refreshing versus a total shock to the system. Yeah, it's nice. So depending on if that's your thing or not. Yeah, and then it's so shallow that it's in a way it's still safe. If you say, oh, now I get a cramp, you can just still stand up somehow. Yeah, and, like, if, you know, you're there with friends that aren't really into swimming, then, you know, they're not as scared and ease into it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Cool. You do diving? Uh, not that cliff diving stuff. I was a lifeguard a long time. And oh. so it's like ingrained in my head that you don't dive if you don't know exactly what's going on. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'll my, dive into a pool. But that's it. Mm, yeah. yeah. My parents always told me to never jump in the water from somewhere you don't know. I know too many bad stories, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary. Move is complete. Paper is there. Is there a way to digitalize that all now? Just like scan it in? Yes, is that I possible? hired someone that's doing that full time. It will keep her very busy. Like years or days, months? Well, what are we hopefully talking about? just several months. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But it's it's her job, you know. So I, yeah. You know, I think she'll. 
you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that you have to just do. And you can't just do a little bit at a time because that would take years. And that's discouraging, right? I'd rather have access to all that information digitally. Yeah. So would you say you are more efficient now than ever because everything is digital? I'd say that's hard to measure. Like if I come back in the fall, I can better assess that. But the past few months, I've been mostly just setting up business stuff and hiring and like client work's been a little bit, you know, haphazard. So in the fall, we're kind of resuming like a normal schedule. So I'll, I'll better be able to assess productivity at that point. Uh, like right now I'm running off like a really long to-do list on setting up the things. Yeah. And yeah. You and like lists? Some people don't like lists. Well, I take lists on this thing. You, know? you have one of those? Yeah. I get constant yeah. ads on Instagram for that. Can you show that to the camera? Yeah. Like so, those are like the digital. Remarkable. Is it, which one is it? Remarkable 2. Oh, it's the 2. Wow, the newer one. Wow, is it good? Yeah, I love it. Like mm. it's it's kind of a lifesaver for me right now because okay. otherwise I'd be losing a lot of notes. It's crazy. It looks good, but it's it's a bit pricey, eh? It's very pricey. And that's what I've been telling like everybody, if you're not a business owner, it's a hard justification because I think business owners specifically are scattered a lot. Oh, okay. Maybe parents are too. You know, I'm not a parent and I've heard that a lot, but as a business owner, you're very scattered and you being too scattered, you can lose money by being too scattered. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're an employee, you're just stressed, but you're not necessarily losing money by being all over the place. You know, uh, I don't think you're losing on big promotions just because your ideas aren't super organized. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think there's more value in spending this, you know, I think it was like 900 bucks with a fancy pen. If you're a business owner, if you're the type of business owner that needs to take a lot of notes yes. and think of ideas and draw things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that explanation. Yeah. You, do you like it more than paper? Uh, yeah, because my, my main issue with paper is I'd go through all these notebooks and then I wouldn't have a process or a way to go back. Yeah. Or, you know, I'd write a note about client work and it's in my business management notebook and I can't move it. Yeah. And this one and you so can put on your phone too, right? It transfers this? Transfers yeah, it anywhere. It's not the best for like syncing with your phone. It's really meant to be its own thing okay. and you can email your notes to yourself or to someone else yeah which some people say like doesn't really make sense for them but it makes a lot of sense for me so i'll write like client yeah. notes from a meeting i'll send them to my assistant she puts it in the system mm -hmm. then we're good can right? you airdrop no okay so it's got its own cloud yeah and it's its own app it sh i don't think it should be its own app i think it should just go to whatever cloud you want you know mm -hmm. which might change it in the future But yeah, I'd say the main downside is it's um, it's got limitations with syncing to other things. And yeah, but they can update that probably. Yeah, and at least you can do a ton of YouTube creeping to make sure it makes sense for you, right? You see tons of reviews on there. So I, I before buying one, just kind of really review different people's opinions. And I watched a few reviews of people that said it was awful. Mm. And then I determined that it was awful for them and mm. not awful for me. Because yeah. whatever they were looking for, that wasn't it. Ah, yeah. I, I'm at... I'm fascinated by it, but I have a really hard time because I like paper. But, you know, I think but when if you it try works, it, right? If it works for you, it works for you. I was just not taking those paper notes and putting them on mm -hmm. the computer. That yeah. was the main reason for getting it. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up doing all these business changes. So it was handy for organizing that train of thought, too. Yeah. I like that you can. Can you search on it? Uh, I, I, I know you can. But I haven't really had to. Okay. Yeah. And we're just flipped through the pages. Okay. So that's like something that would be really helpful. Maybe. And it's probably has it. But just like if I have like, I have something and I know I wrote it down, but I don't know which note it is. Mm -hmm. I just look for a word and then I can find it. I know there's a search function, mm -hmm. but I haven't really used it. So I don't know. I'm just, I apologize. I'm just really fascinated by the device. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And Instagram shows me those ads constantly. Yeah. They're good. They showed it to me too, and I already have one. Mm -hmm. They want you to buy another one. Yeah. Upgrade. But that, that's the newest one. I might. I've, I've got a few referral coupons from people I know Ooh. getting them. So I'm okay. like, oh, it's nice. like a side business. Ooh, side a hustle. few free remarkables. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Nice. Yeah. Get a nice, decent cut on that. Put that in your name too, the remarkable Dominique Chouinard. Yeah. <laughs> Start my own uh, <laughs> referral marketing thing. Hashtag. Yeah. Or what do they do? They TM it? That's like trademark, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. 
How, how did you end up in finance? What is what happened? Like numbers are logic, mm -hmm. and I have huge respect for that. And then artists usually are very abstract, or like there's certain kind of personalities, right? Yeah, yeah. There's people who connect with numbers, and there's people who like they say they they don't connect with numbers, but they use them all day, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say. I I'm a different type. Like I, I like the numbers, but I don't like getting stuck in the numbers. Like mm. if you show me a spreadsheet that's really elaborate, I'm not interested. Like okay. I'm just not. I'm interested in what you're doing with that spreadsheet and the end result that you have and the one page report you spit out from it. But I'm not really mm. interested in your spreadsheet. Sorry, Anton. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should bring Anton on the show. He's really good at spreadsheets, but yeah. you know, I just, I just don't like talking about them. And so. Like, I guess I always knew that a little bit. And so in high school, I was applying for universities. I knew I wanted to go to university because I was good at math. You were stuff. like top, top of the. Okay. Like we have, a, we had a class of like five in calculus, you know, like I'm not sure what Ooh. the sample would be for yeah. being good, but you know, like I got most of the answers, right? Nice. <laughs> uh, and so I applied for schools and, you know, they make you go to three programs or apply for three programs. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't really like languages. I don't like science, mm -hmm. biology. Really? You didn't like physics? Like physics and Physics math? is a bit too hardcore. Like that's where it got a bit too mathy for me. Ah. You know, like it got a bit too much. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit theoretical. Huh. Very. A lot of equations so and formulas. Too, what is that then? Too creative? Like, I like getting to an answer faster. Ah. I'm not like really, you know, getting stuck for a long time. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so I applied for... Mean? Mm. Yeah. Did you see that video? I apologize. Of video. this homeless guy in New York City, and he wrote mathematical calculations on the window somewhere, and um, people are trying to solve what he actually did. Did you see that? No, you didn't see that. Okay, cool. How am I? I'm only the only guy who sees those things. <laughs> I've been out of town for the last four days. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but this is like math is a language, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't speak it. Yeah, so then I basically applied for like business school, math, and then oh. like they wanted me to pick a third one, and I was like, uh, political science, mm -hmm. right? I just kind of picked it. It didn't sound terrible. City council, right? Here we go. When yeah. is the election next year? And um, turns out, yeah, no, that would not have been a good pick. So then I I got <laughs> accepted into all three because I mean Lakehead, you know. <laughs> And then it was like, okay, do I do math or do I do business? So then I asked, I think, my school counselor person at the time. And it was okay. like, what do you do with a math degree? And they were like, you develop mathematical equations or you teach mathematics. Teach, yeah. And I was like, that doesn't... It's like an art degree, too. You either you develop art or you, you teach about art. Yeah. So I, that didn't really sound appealing. And then, you know, business school, at least you go in and you only have to pick a major after two years. So you, you're exposed Ooh. to a lot of things, right? You can do marketing, you do accounting, you do finance, mm. HR. Yeah. So that seemed like a much easier decision. And when you're 18, you don't know what you're going to do, but you at least no. know what you're not going to do yeah. to a certain degree. Okay. Like I had a good grasp on what I did not like and a general idea of what I liked. That's so good. I, I just got lucky a bit. Yeah. You know? Wow. And then, so I studied accounting. I went to be an accountant. I worked as an accountant. Mm -hmm. Was it helpful? Very, very yeah. helpful. Yeah. I don't think I appreciated it enough at the time, mm -hmm. but now I really do. Yes. And I've heard that from a lot of accountants, you know, like when you start, you kind of get stuck in like that water cooler culture where it's like, oh, I can't wait till Friday and mm. oh, I don't get paid enough. You know, you get stuck in that kind of world. And then later on you reflect and you're like, you know what? No, that was great. Yes. It was great experience. It was great work. Like not just great experience. Um, but good the, insight too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the part that wasn't for me was that it was too much working by yourself and doing the spreadsheet mm, and spreadsheet again. Yeah. And working on last year's numbers and the year before his numbers yes. and not like the future. Interesting fact. I like that. That's a vision, you know? Yeah. Like you don't get to really advise on the future. Well, I was auditing. So, I mean, I was like at the boring part of uh, accounting where okay. you just literally audit last year and say Very yeah, important no too, fraud though. you're good yeah yeah no big errors thumbs mm. up yeah so that's what auditing is oh please fix this for this and before that yeah <laughs> yeah so it's just you know it wasn't exciting it wasn't advisory and now i look back and like accounting firms have an advisory department where they literally advise on tax stuff which would have been probably a good like 
second option for me really mm. like you know i think that's a good fit maybe later on in life as you get more experience mm-hmm. perhaps like not as me as a 22 year old but yeah there is advisory in accounting firms and i think that's growing because people see that accounts aren't just boring and a lot of the job that can be automated from an account just doesn't have to be done by a human anymore you know that's true and it feels like there's a shortage on good accountants as well Yes, there's that's, also a shortage on bookkeepers and like anybody that. Yeah. That's what I heard too. Yeah, it's really hard to fill those spots. You have Very. like you have not many or almost nobody who applies within like the the sweet spot what you are looking for. And there's more people like with different qualifications. Yeah, yeah, that's like I heard that. It's really hard. Yeah. It's competitive. Like if you you know if you want somebody good, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and then? Uh, and then I wasn't particularly looking for other work, but then this advisor I just talked about uh, wanted to talk to me because she was planning on retiring in three to five years mm. and wanted someone else to take over her clients at that uh, time. Okay. And she was looking for someone that A, speaks French, B, is a woman, and C, I can't remember what else it was, has a good personality probably. Is That's right. That's so right. she's got a really fun personality. And uh, and there's not a lot of French-speaking women that want to start a career in finance at any given point in time. Okay. Oh, and oh, her third criteria was that this person would be younger than her because naturally they'd be taking over. You know, yeah. They wouldn't be retiring next year. And because for long term, right? You, yeah. You want to be there for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of ticked those boxes. So we kind of went for coffee. And honestly, like we talked a few times. French? I didn't see why in not. French? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I didn't see why not. And I just kind of went into it without a lot of due diligence. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you know, me and Richard, you know, we didn't have kids. We didn't have a lot of expenses. We didn't have, it's not like I needed to make 10 grand a month just to keep my family afloat, you know. So yeah. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, I'll find an accounting job. Yeah. And I literally just kind of dove in and Is, it was cool. Was it a risk for you? Like It was a risk because it wasn't guaranteed income at all. Right. Because at the start, so I guess it was the first three years. First three years, I did not have her business. So I was kind of on my own, but oh. alongside wow. her, you know, okay. just building my own client base, but overseeing what she was doing. Mm. And I had like a little bit of revenue from her clients, just from collaborating on a couple of things, but it wasn't like it was mostly just me. Mm. So how would that work? Like, Allow me, and if, if it's like confidential, that's no, not no, good. No. But like, how would you get paid through? Like, it would is there like like in an invoice or is it like hourly? I don't. I'm not so there's like sure. two, there's three ways I get paid. I guess so. Number one is through uh, insurance sales. So someone needs like life insurance or disability insurance, mm-hmm. then I get a commission from the insurance companies. Okay. Uh, number two is if I manage someone's investments, I charge about one percent a year. Yeah. So if you got a hundred grand, I get paid a thousand bucks a year. Okay. Um, so I've built up that business over time. And then three is I do tax returns. So I just charge a fee. I do your taxes uh, and then yes. off we go. So you, you're a tax expert then? Yeah. Personal tax expert. If you've mm-hmm. got like 10 corporations, that's outside my scope. You should go to sure. an actual accounting firm. But yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like anybody can do their taxes? <laughs> no, but Actually, anybody can. Like, you can decide tomorrow that yeah. you do taxes. I do my own. I do my own. Yeah. But you could do it for team. others. Yeah. Like, there's actually nothing stopping you legally from doing taxes for other people. Interesting. Because they sign off the tax return anyway, mm. and they're saying they take all responsibility by signing that tax. Like, you uh, just kind of go okay. if they get audited. Unless you committed, like, really bad fraud, then that could come back to you. Yeah. Obviously. But if you just made an error, you could just go, oopsie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my dad always did it for me. And then one day I decided I'm going to try it myself. Yeah. And you know, it's... It can be done. It's just, again, it depends on your personality type. It depends on if you enjoy these tasks. It's like cleaning your house, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can clean your house or you can get a cleaning lady. Yeah. But not everybody actually gets a cleaning person. It doesn't have to be a lady. What I, what I like about it, and that's, a, that's, a, that's right, it can be anybody. Mm-hmm. The, what I like about it, if, you, uh, if you're a professional and you offer that service, is you have that inside knowledge. Yeah. You know, you have those extra pages you can add on 
and you know all about the new things that just happened because every yeah. year it's different. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so that's that's definitely a big advantage. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you then are you always busy then? In a way where like April or <laughs> that's minutes. I guess where I was coming back to with like working seasonally, right? Is <laughs> for the first few years I was just working all the time because you know I didn't really have the kind of business where I could just take a month off mm -hmm. without it being really weird, you know. Yeah. Um, but now I'm in a place where my income's consistent from the business, so if I take time off, like I can plan ahead and it can be fine, right? That's interesting. And so now I'm like, oh, like I don't want to be working 12 months out of the year or be forced to work 12 months out of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I take time off and there's work to be done, that's a bit awkward. Like I won't feel good. Yeah. Even if I get someone else to do the work, it could be like, oh, mm -hmm. I should be there. So if I should block off times where we don't work those times, yeah, like in August. How important is social media for your service? services? Because I feel like... There's different generations and they engage differently, right? Mm -hmm. Like different target groups. Like I found, I've came across you on, I'm on Instagram and I think it was something with Nadine or maybe with Nathan. I saw you somewhere doing some. Probably Nadine, yeah. Yeah, you, do, you did some live stream and you were doing something. And you know what? That's where I came across for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's like a year and a half ago, maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm bad for time. But I, I mean, like, that's that's how it happened. You yeah. know, I'm a 36-year-old guy. Uh, that's, like, this is where I would connect. Yeah. Do you consider this? Is there, like, a change to that? or? Well, I, I tracked it at some point, and I got about 40% of my new clients from social media. Wow. And then there was another big percent that was people that I was connecting with because I feel like that's something people don't talk about is you get a lead or a person that's interested in your services from social media. But sometimes it's someone you met at a party, say mm. right before COVID, right? You were at a party, you were at a networking thing, you met somebody, Hey, follow me on Instagram. Now you follow each other and then they know what you're doing. You know what they're doing. You kind of keep in touch with their life. And then a situation comes up for them two months later where they need your services. Mm -hmm. Now they think of you. Whereas if you just met them the one time at a networking party, you gave them your business card, they put it in their pocket with all the other business cards. They wouldn't think of contacting you, but now you're maintaining that contact. So that's, I would say, more valuable yeah. than just like a random person finding you on social media. Ah, interesting. Yeah, or like a friend of a friend, you know, like say a friend tells, or a client tells their friend like, hey, go follow Dominique. Yes. And then they follow you and then they find your content relevant. Then that's more valuable than just a random person on the internet. Yeah. And you do reels too, right? I did a few, but I kind of stopped. Like honestly with, yeah, the past few months, I, mm -hmm. I haven't been as active as I would like on social media. Yeah. Is that I'll e get back. Is that easy for you? Like talking to a camera and filming yourself? It's easy if it's on the spot. Like, Every video, every piece of content I've ever posted was filmed 30 seconds before I did. Like, uh, I never planned okay. it. I've, you know, I have a lot of notes of things I'd like to start mm. recording, but it's always like, oh, this, I'm going to talk about that. And then I film it and then I post it. So mm. what would be hard for me is planning a lot of structured content. Like, that would not be natural to me. Uh, I know it'd be valuable, okay. but it's not natural. That's how you work in a way then? Yeah, and... It, And again, I think that's the struggle of building a business and maybe other business owners can relate, but I've operated a lot in intuition this whole time. Interesting. And when it's just me, you know, I can do that. Mm -hmm. As you grow and you have other people working with you, you can't just like tell them like, trust your gut. No, <sighs> it doesn't work. No? You got to write down, what is my gut saying? Write down, that's how I do things. And then now that's what we follow. Uh, and that... So you can get a directive in a way? Yeah, just having procedures and how we do things and it doesn't have to be crazy formal but yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like i i should document you know my general philosophies like on guidelines finance. yeah yeah like you know general good guideline for example for a young person is if they're making decent money and they want to start investing they don't know how much to invest mm -hmm. 20% of your money every month wow if you can right like a lot of people are in a position where they can mm -hmm. if that sounds like too much do five okay do ten so but work your way up to 20 so always invest. Guideline. Yeah, or or save. And then, in, well, you invest after you saved, right? After uh, you got a buffer in your checking account, mm. you got another savings for emergencies, now you invest. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
And it's just guidelines. And sometimes, you know, other people disagree and they go, no, go buy Bitcoin right away. Mm, Bitcoin? Yeah. And live paycheck to paycheck. I, yeah. I disagree. But you that's, should have bought you know, that way back. Bitcoin? <sighs> but, you know, you should have, should have, could have, right? <laughs> yeah. I had an opportunity in like 2013. Yeah. Regret that. <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, She's okay. to that. Say you bought a Bitcoin in 2013, okay? There might, there very well could have been a situation ever since that you needed that money, right? Like, you know, we're talking as if you had, you know, what was the price of Bitcoin in 2013? Look that up. Say it was a thousand bucks, right? Just for the sake of it. Say you bought it for a thousand bucks. You know, a year later, you might have needed that thousand bucks to go on a trip with your family and you wouldn't have been on that trip. True. Like, would you? Do people. Like, a very interesting fact with the pandemic, a lot of business owners, like, they had to survive. Mm -hmm. There was help from the government, sure, but, like, it came down to the needy and greedy. And, you know, a lot of business owners that I know had to touch, like, money that was set aside for something else. Yeah. And that's with the pandemic, though. And Right? It's a special occasion. Yes. It's a unique emergency. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And still, there's a lot of businesses that are gone. Boom. Shut. In your career and within your experience, is it like the pandemic is like every 100 years, maybe. I don't know. The special occasion. Before then, do you think a lot of people actually would utilize that money though? Or was it always like off topic? You would not touch that. What is like the percentage on that? Like an emergency savings? Yeah, or like a retirement savings or anything. You wouldn't like touch it. Like investment money. Yeah, you wouldn't okay. touch it, right? Yeah. Till retirement. Yeah. And that's what's tricky is I think most people realize in the past year, and we get that reminder every time there's a recession or some kind of depression, is why investing and saving is separate. Okay. Because say you had 100 grand in savings and 100 grand in investments. That'd be weird, but say just to keep it simple. Sure. And then the pandemic happened and your income dropped like crazy. So you had these savings, you should use the savings Mm -hmm. just until, you know, until your income comes back. But if you took from your investments, they probably went down to Mm 60,000 right when you needed them. Like that's how it happens, right? When you need money is when your income goes away because the stock market also dropped at the exact same time. Like that was a perfect example. Yeah. So if you took your money out when it was down by 40%, you lost money. If you did nothing and you left it, you did not lose money. It came back. It's probably 120 now or more. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you know, the people that had savings were happy. Like mm. that was just a happy coincidence. That was great. Or good planning, right? So you would, you would, so that would mean you kind of need both. Yes. Yeah. You need the savings first because that's just like, you know, but everybody's got that different number that's good for them. For mm-hmm. savings. Yeah. I've got some clients like 5,000 is good. They mm. don't have a pet. They rent, so they don't have a house that could have all kinds of problems. Yeah. And they don't have kids. And they're single. Yeah. Maybe 5000 is plenty for emergencies, right? Like maybe you don't need to hold on to a whole lot, and you can let the rest of your money grow. Uh-huh. But someone that's got, you know, three pets, and because pets are expensive, you know, emergencies. Yeah. If anything, they're more expensive than house emergencies, because the expensive house emergency goes under insurance. They got, like, four paws. They got something in the paw and you got to go to the doctor. Yeah. Or the dog ate a grape. Yeah. Just little things, right? Like a, It's crazy. Like, you know, I specifically don't look at my vet bills because I just don't do want to know. Do you know how much I paid for my bunny to be um, fixed? Because we no. bought two female bunnies, but it wasn't two female bunnies. One was a male bunny. Oh. And then we had baby bunnies. Mm-hmm. And then because we both love them, right? Yeah. yeah. We And we want them together. So we fixed the... Mr. Bun, that was his name. Where's your bunny? They're outside right now because of summer. We have a beautiful little area there for them. Mm. And it was more than a dog. It was 450 bucks. Yeah. For a bunny. Like a dog is like 300, 250, isn't it? Maybe I'm just butchering. It's expensive. Yeah. What's the Bitcoin at? Uh, So in 2013, (laughs) it fell to 50 bucks, rose to 100. So, uh. Do people invest into those kind of things? I like guess people a or lot people a lot do. of people. Yeah, is that like is that the new thing for people? I'd say it's people that have a lot of money and are more younger and more you know comfortable with risk, right? Ah. Comfortable with new concepts. Okay, people that are more old fashioned don't mm-hmm. like to 
put a lot of money into brand new things they don't fully understand. Yeah. But it's mostly, I, I say like the 33-year-old millennial guy mm. is the one buying Bitcoin. Very specific. That's yeah. exactly me. <laughs> <laughs> just say his name is Lucas. Yeah. Just going off the random sample of people on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get those follows sometimes on Instagram where there's this person. The foreign exchange trader. Yeah. When there's just like Bitcoin posts. And then I don't know. I don't follow them back and I never hear anything from them. But it's just like. And sometimes I had somebody message me. I, I get so many messages. I get even get emails now. But the, the same kinds of people that are investing in businesses too. And like, you know, actually things that are outside of the stock market. Right. And that's mm. a personal, that's a personality thing. I think there's not a right or a good way to invest. Just make sure your money's there when you need it, that it's growing. Yeah. And not going down. I feel like it's, I feel like, you know, we all know, maybe we know that like Elon, you know, he said Tesla will accept Bitcoin mm -hmm. and then Bitcoin went <laughs> even higher. But like one thing, one statement from somebody with reputation Yeah. makes such a big change and yeah. then in the end i don't think they even do it now and, and that's kind of the argument that the bitcoin people were saying against the stock market is that it'd be so easily manipulated it's like well you know, well ashton happened. kutcher hitched his wagon to the whole bitcoin thing and it exploded that guy has some has been jumping on a lot of stuff that blows up hmm. so i don't know if that's him or just maybe, maybe he has good intuition yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd look it up, but I have no idea where to even look that up. I need to, Ashton Kutcher, if you're watching, <laughs> where's the camera? Shout out, Ashton Kutcher, if you're watching. Uh, I forgot what I was going to ask you, but <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, maybe we tag him on the episode, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's on Instagram. He's the next Probably. guest. Give me financial advice, Ashton. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Yeah, is that how it goes? Do people ask directly, like, "Hey, Dominique, can you help me here?" This I had someone with that today, actually. That you know, after just a couple of questions, they asked me if I gave you this much money, where would you invest it? Hmm. And then I, at first, understood the question as if I had eight hundred grand hmm. or the amount, you know, how would I Whatever. invest it? Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh," and then I was like, "Oh, this is a good question. You get to know me. It's cool." I was like, "Oh, I'd get a couple of employees." Probably buy an apartment building because my mm. husband loves real estate. Yeah, and um, and then afterwards, he was like, "Well, no, I meant like like a client's money." I was like, "Oh, mm. okay, different different answer." <laughs> I would not advise that you would go and you know buy an apartment building and mm. hire employees, especially if you don't have a business. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, um, but I won't even answer your question because I would get to know you first yes. and figure out what you're after. Uh, is this money for retirement? Is it for your kids? Is mm -hmm. it what is it for? So it's very personal advice. Very. Yeah, it's it's based on what you want to do with the money because everybody assumes the money's for growing and making more money, and that's kind of implied. And if you have a bunch of money and it's for later, it'd be nice for it to grow and have more money. But mm. you'd be surprised how many people that's not the goal, especially when they have already money. Like they, yeah. you know, they've accumulated the money, they have enough money. Mm. Maybe they want different things with that money. You okay. know, they want it to go to someone sometimes. Ah, uh, like, okay, we don't have to be specific on that, but like you then about like real estate or invest, like investing through that then? Well, if you're buying real estate, it'd be a really long-term thing, right? Yeah. It's because you want that money in 30 years. That's how McDonald's did it, right? You know that? Yeah, yeah. They, they bought, like, I watched that actually on Netflix. <laughs> I did too. It's a good show. The guy, like, he's an asshole. At least he was portrayed as that. He's not. A, yeah. yeah, but like the way they did it, he did. It. He took an idea from those two guys, and then because he, they gave him one point four percent, I don't know the specific. I yeah, but then he he bought the land of every single lease of where the restaurant stands, and then the restaurant has to pay the lease. How did it go? I don't know. That's sneaky. Actually, McDonald's is the biggest company with the biggest land owning. Yeah, like they're really focused on the real estate part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it always goes up too. Yeah. It says, and then it's always value. Yeah. Real, real estate 
it's an active investment. Like it really is, is compared it? to the stock market, compared to buying a mutual fund or an ETF, right? Mm. Okay. If, not if you're stock picking, right? But if you're just buying a mutual fund or you're buying a building, the building is very active. And mm. I've known that from years of experience. You know, we've got a couple of rentals ourselves. We're growing that. Um, we're closing our property at the end of the month, actually, a mm. three-unit building. Very active. So the reason that me and Richard invest in real estate is because we have – the exact skill sets between the two of us and we work with a coach to do that. Mm -hmm. But like average person that has kids that they like spending time with and that has a career that's actually fulfilling and makes them good money when they're spending time there and likes their weekends, Mm. probably not the best fit Mm. to buy a piece of real estate. Again, it depends. It might be a good fit as part of whatever else they're doing. Yeah. But it has to be something you actually really love doing. Like it has to be a hobby almost. Mm. Or you have to have it's someone. Like a job? It's a business. Yes. It's a business. Especially if you have multiple, right? If you have one or two rentals, you might get lucky and they might be very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But if you have multiple or you're growing or you're doing flips, you know, like flipping real estate, like Oof. that's that's an actual business. Yeah. You need to, you know, get a lawyer and get get relationships with contractors and get relationships with lenders. Like it's, it's a really ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like that, don't do it. Ah. It's not the only way to invest. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. I do real estate or I don't. You choose investments that make sense for you and a strategy that you like, because it should be fun. You know, making money should be fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The, I, you know, one of my, my ex co-host Logan, we had many discussions on like mortgages and houses and he would always say it's an asset. Do you agree with that? Real estate? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because it's not, uh, there was a certain, I don't know how he phrased that, but it's like, it's not because it's not, I don't know. Because an asset makes you money. That's what an asset is. Right. You don't own it. It's an asset. I think that's how it was or something like that. Well, you own the house. Well, you own a car, but it's not an asset. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to dive on the train that a car is a terrible purchase. It's not. Like, it's Mm. a car could be great, but it's not an asset. It's not an investment. Interesting. Okay. It could still be great. Now, you know, there's a lot of... No, there's actually not a lot of talk, but if you think money, money always goes somewhere, right? Yeah. In a way, money's just like, okay, well, I'm making a little bit more money, but it still goes somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, they, we are like, I think, I don't know the exact number, but there's a lot of people who are not even able to save up for retirement at all. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Like, like, is there a way to do it even though you don't realize it? I'd say to... Really get familiar with where your money's going. And there's a few ways to do that. You could do a really big spreadsheet if that's your thing. Or you can just do a really good skim of your bank statement. Mm -hmm. Or you can use Mint, like the app. I started using that. Now, like, my personal expenses are properly separated. Ah. So it doesn't look like I'm spending a ton of money anymore. You know, it's not like, what are you doing? Like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is just personal. So I think Mint is a good way to do it. Then, you, you, you know, you see... Little color graphs. It's really simple. It's Ah. like you spend this much money on food and it doesn't make you feel bad about it, which is why I like Mint. So there's some apps that get mad at you when you spend money. They're like, what are you doing? You spent this much money on fast food this month. That's not what this is about. That's your money coach. Yeah, but like a coach shouldn't be screaming at you. They should be encouraging you and giving you strategies and not just like giving you crap because you did something. I agree with that. But there's certain type of coaches in many environments. Yeah, but you know, if the app tells you without screaming at you that you made four thousand dollars this month and you spent five, I think we're all smart enough to see that and go, "Hmm, mm. that's not good." Yeah. You don't need someone to tell you additionally uh, and make you feel bad about every dollar you spent. It's like, well, okay, I see that. I'm not dumb. You mm-hmm. know, this isn't good. So once you know that you made four and you spent five, then you can drill down into those categories and and really, you know, I, there's actually a really easy pie chart, and then you can be like, oh. I spend 30% of my money on my car. Do I really like my car that much? Mm. And that's when you make that kind of decision for yourself, you know, like, 
am I a car person? Mm -hmm. And if you are, sweet. That might not be the area you got to trim, right? But if you're not a car person, you might have a decision to make. Like, assuming you really got to make a change here. Assuming you're that person, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think everybody thinks about it. I mean, like, we are getting older. You know, eventually Mm -hmm. there comes that time where, you know, where you have to, like, realize, hey, what am I going to do when I retire? I think that's really important. Yeah, so that's where I would start. And then, you know, like, I was looking at my chart, and I spend probably, like, 50% of my money on food, like, Mm -hmm. including farmer's market, groceries, Mm -hmm. going out to restaurants. And I looked at that, and I was like, that makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it actually does. Okay. And it's not bad, because I'm doing my investing first. Like, you know, I get paid. The money goes in the savings and the investment. Yeah. And then what's left, I spend it on the farmer's market and food Mm. and other things, right? I don't feel bad about it. And I think that's what most people have to start doing. And you all find your different way of doing it. I'm a bit more high level. I like just a high level snapshot how my week went. I don't Uh, like to drill down too much. Okay. But it's nice to be able to click on it and drill down. You go over the the, the highlights. Yeah. yeah, and like when I do my business financials planning, you know, I look at my expenses, my revenues. I look at a monthly basis. You know, I don't look at a day to day to day. Yeah, because looking at your day to day expenses, I find is kind of there's a lot. Like as an adult, you know, as when you're a kid, you spend money like twice a week. You know, as you're an adult, it's like multiple yeah. times a day. You so. spend it once a week when you get the pocket money. Yeah, and now we're adults. It's like <laughs> you know, there's like five transactions a day. It's it's too much to keep track with. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen there's a change even like with major banks. They ha- all have those helping. The, I think the RBC has Nomi or something. It's like N-O-M-I. Yeah. And, you know, they just like, they give you, oh, you got this much today. And this is where you are today to one month ago. And this is higher than normal. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of awareness where technology brings that into the Yeah, plane. like. Yeah, awareness for sure. But some of those aren't perfect, right? Which is where, like, I found some of those types of apps tell, like, give you crap for spending money. But sometimes, like, you, you know, like, I, I think I saw a friend told me they went to the vet for their dog and the app was, like, mad at them for going to the vet. And it was like, mm. well, you know, it's not really a choice. I mean, within reason, it's not really something I went and splurged on, you mm. know? So it's not perfect. Yeah, okay. I think it should look more at. It's not a trends. Tesla autopilot. It's no, more no. like something else, like Lane Keep Assist. No, yeah, which is why I like Mint. Like, it doesn't tell you you did this, you did that. I can mm. see that for myself. So, money always existed in a way very early on, even of humankind. I'm going to throw this way back now. You know, we had like, it was against gold coins and silver coins and valuable metals, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we hear where we are today. Some, do you think sometimes about inflation? Is that like inflation? inflation? Yeah. Do you think about that sometimes where like you think like this is how much it was yesterday and this is how much it's going to be next year? Is that like a big concern also with investing as well? It, it's not with investing as long as your investments are making more money than inflation, right? Which most investments should. Like, okay. a, like a GIC is not really an investment, right? That's more like a savings nowadays. You know, I wouldn't call that an investment. But most investments are beating inflation. Mm. So if you're investing properly, for your, like if you need the money in a long time and you're comfortable with it bouncing up and down, you know, you should have it invested. Like make sure it's invested properly. Make mm. sure you either review that yourself or talk to your advisor and be like, hey, you know, is there potential that... Like, just have a look and see what the growth was. And if yeah. you just look at last year, like, everybody did really good last year. Like, mm. like on a calendar year basis, like, everybody did good. That's not a good assessment. Look at the past five years. Look at the past 10 years average. Okay. And then if it's only, like, 2 or 3%, then maybe, like, well, maybe you should make some tweaks there, right? If it's long-term money. Understood. You yeah. you know, I've, I've thought about this, actually. And, you know, with society... And just allow me to go just a little bit off topic here. You know, there's we have money and it's like a currency and mm-hmm. it gets you everything you need for your life and then on top of what you else you want. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about this a long time ago and, you know, that certain... Do you ever think there's going to be a time where there's no more money? Money doesn't exist, but like goods would be distributed just 
for everybody the same. And I don't mean like... I think you've talked to Max, eh? Max I don't mean like <laughs> communism. I don't mean that. But I mean just like through government would supply food to everybody, you know? I think... Like the necessities. And then everything else would be maybe differently exchanged. Do, do you think money makes us equal or do you think money divides us? That's a lot of questions I'm throwing at you, but I, you know I'm trying to yeah. open up a conversation about that. I'll answer a piece of that. So I think we're moving more towards clearly seeing that we exchange money for like a skill or like a valuable thing. And even just looking at careers now, right? Like as you choose a career, you study for a career, you should find something you're good at that mm. you could do for other people. And I think money is exchanged for those, right? And, you know, in the scenarios you were talking about, whatever ends up happening in the future, honestly, I don't have a personal theory on what will happen to currency. Okay. Yeah. But if you're really good at something that's useful to people, you're going to you're gonna be good. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. if, you know, what you do is like some kind of middle office job that you're not really doing something specific and you, you're not really like, assisting someone with a good skill mm. maybe maybe you should get a skill get good at something that yeah. is helpful is that this yeah. you think this this has been accelerated then with the pandemic I, i think so like i think most people got to a point where like what if i need to change jobs and yeah and, and if you're did. good at something you know some like, people quit yeah they didn't come back and the service industry nobody wants to work in the service industry anymore yeah. not not nobody but there's a shortage I don't think there was ever a shortage before, unless I'm mistaken. Lucas used to work a lot in the service industry. Uh, I mean, I think people now just feel like they can go out and start their own thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. That's good. So that's pretty much what you said, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So if anybody wants to contact you, you what's the best way? Through Instagram, Facebook, what do you think? Yeah, Instagram's great for like a quick chat, you know. Mm -hmm. But if it's like business, email's good. But it's it's all on my ah, Instagram. Okay, you like email? Um, yeah. If it's something more formal, like if it's a business thing, like it's easier. I get that. It's easier to not lose. Whereas a DM, you know, if I open it at 10 p.m., I might yeah. not see it in the morning. Yeah, I get into that too. If it's casual, you know, it's fine. But if it's mm -hmm. something really businessy, I don't want to. I don't want to not answer. Yeah, you track it and everything. Yeah. I, I like that. And I'm really, I hate emails. And I can write emails. But I'm also, with DMs, I've sometimes, you know, it takes me a day or two, even though, like, because it's like, you don't even click on it, the phone unlocks and it says you read it. Yeah. And then you're like, shit. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Or, or you know, like, people send me really long DMs mm. about, you know, I've got this much in this account, this much in this investment, like, I can't quickly answer that. You yeah. know, we'll take this offline. You know? yeah. Like, I'm happy to get those messages, ah, but yeah, I just, I can't quickly mm -hmm. give you a, a three-word answer <laughs> on yeah. what to do, right? Nowadays, I leave, uh, one more question on that, just because I want to know. Is it, like, the percentage-wise, the um, your services, are they still mostly in person now again? Or is it is more and more everything digital? Like, What I plan to do is that, so for my investment clients mostly, because those are the really long-term relationships, mm -hmm. I want to make sure we meet at least once a year in person, at least. Yeah. But the little, you know, 30-minute calls throughout the year, you got a question, something you want to talk about, that can be done through Zoom. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think Zoom's going to stay and have its own purpose, but it's not going to replace meeting in person. Because the longer meeting in person, the conversation is better it's better in person yes yeah yeah but you know it, it is inconvenient many times a year to meet in person mm -hmm. especially when you got kids and you know a lot of people found that incredibly convenient to do the calls yeah i find it hard I, even like the banking now i can just my guy at my bank is just like you know you used to have to schedule an appointment go in wait 10 minutes whatever because yeah. i was always early And then, you know, you do the meeting and then you get out of there and half the day is gone. That's how it feels. Yeah. And now you can just get a phone call. You do a video chat. Ten minutes, you're done. Yeah, I love that. But if it was a meeting with your financial planner and you're talking about your goals for the next year and you yes. get a lot of questions, it might be good to do in person. I But agree. if you just talked like three months ago, maybe you could do mm -hmm. a Zoom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
at yeah. least once a year. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. If so not more. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Uh, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Then, Dominique, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. For being on today. I, I absolutely love it. Like, we got a really good insight on a lot of financials. I, uh, I, I'm now, I, you know, I have to be all aware of my financials now with the podcast because I hired Lucas. Lucas is here. So we, this is very important. <laughs> I'm not, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we get added this out. <laughs> and, We're not. And again, everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight. And we we put the links down below on wherever it is. We post this on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Again, thank you so much for being on tonight. Thanks for having me. I'm taking us off the air here. They always ask me, do you really want to get offline? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that.